Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, that you actually make it easier for other people to find the Family Bible Journey? So please, follow and subscribe. And thank you for listening. This is episode 11, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. The title of today's podcast is First Things First. Our key verse for today's podcast is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Our reading for today. And so this whole passage, after Jesus took issue with hypocrisy, he begins now to lay out the importance for his people who want to follow him in a humble God-like faith to keep first things first. Jesus encourages his disciples to make those first things first by encouraging them with the blessings that come from true righteousness. But before he gets into those blessings, he introduces three particular evils that often subtract from the joy that his followers could experience were they to actually keep first things first in their lives. Those three evils that are called out in this passage include the seduction of lust, the corruption of greed, and the cancer that is worry. All three of these temptations are ways that Satan tries to get us to give up the very good things that God has given us in exchange for something that we will never have. And so we discuss each of these in brief detail. The first of these three evils, the seduction of lust, we hear described in verses 22 and 23. The eye is a lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness... How great is the darkness. So here Jesus tells us how important it is to fill our eyes with good things. And this is something that is a particular struggle for many in our culture today because we live in a society, in a culture that is dominated by visual media. We are lambasted with images while we're driving our cars, where we're working, when we're checking our email, no matter what we're doing. We always have the ability to have images and even images that we wouldn't want put in front of us, put in front of us by the media and other platforms that are trying to offer us their goods and services in exchange for our time and money. And one of the ways that this particular temptation is on full display in our society is the fact that the internet pornography industry is one of the largest industries on the internet. And among the most searched sites on the internet are pornographic websites. This is difficult. And it is a symptom of the seduction of lust that is alive and well in so many of us today. And it is so easy for people to fill their eyes with impure and improper images that it is something that many people struggle with their entire lives. And this isn't just a male issue. This is also an issue for many females as well. And so Jesus, in pointing out lust as the first of these three pervasive temptations, acknowledges that reality and he encourages us to use what little willpower we may have to turn our eyes and turn our focus on good and godly things. This is a sin that many think doesn't harm anyone because no one is personally involved. But I will tell you that there is a lot of damage done to the emotional well-being of women or men whose spouses may be filling their time with this sort of activity. There is damage done in the degradation of the people who are allowing themselves to be used in this way 
And the person who absorbs such media, their brain is being trained to look at other human beings, not as a person who has been created by God to be loved and cared for and cherished and protected, but rather a simply an object of pleasure to be used and abused and discarded at whim. And so there is a lot of evil that comes along in this particular area in our society today that we need to be wary of as God's people. The second temptation is the temptation and the corruption that comes with greed. Jesus says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, Jesus does not say here that money itself is evil, but rather we are told in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, that the love of money is the root of all evil. It is human greed that is the problem here. And in pointing out this particular corruption of greed, Jesus is acknowledging the reality that just as lust is pervasive in the world today, so is greed. It is one of the most common sins. And the deception of greed is that many people often think, if I had just a little bit more, then I would be satisfied. But the reality is that as long as we are looking at money as an end in itself and not a means with which we can accomplish an end, in other words, we see money as the goal and not the things that we can do with money as the goal, then we are going to have a confused and disappointing relationship with money because according to the human condition, we will never have enough. And there is always more. There is always better. The old keeping up with the Joneses is alive and well in the human soul. And so Satan loves for us to look at the good and the blessing that God has given to us as not enough. And he tempts us and he tricks us to pursue just a little bit more, to get a little bit better, promising us that if we continue and that if we continue to pile more and more money into the account that eventually we'll get to the point where we've had enough. But that is just not the way that it works. Because someone who is consumed by greed, there is no such thing as having enough. And then the third evil, the third temptation that often subtracts from the joy of Christians that is discussed in quite a bit of detail and length at the tail end of our gospel reading for today is the cancer of worry. I do have a words of wisdom section here on verse 25, which says, worry is cancer. And worry is the feeling of fear that is wrapped up in the future. And because we don't yet possess the future, and the reality is we never will possess the future, as long as Satan can get us to worry, even if we're worrying about people that we love or things that are good, if Satan can get us to worry, then the joy from what we do have and the joy in the relationships that we have right now, it is diminished because worry is one of those things that has tremendous power to derail the human mind and get us to focus on anything other than what the blessing is that God has given to us. And so worry is one of those things that consumes many people. And I see that it is something that consumes many very good and kind and tender-hearted people because they want nothing but the best for the people around them. But when we succumb to worry, our effectiveness and our ability to actually deal with the reality and be the blessing that God has called us to be is tremendously diminished because we're not living in the present. We're, we're living or we're fretting over the future. And Satan is a genius at getting people to exchange the joy and the happiness and the confidence that comes from knowing God's unconditional love in Christ Jesus this is something that many, many, many well-intentioned Christians struggle with their entire life. 
Jesus does not end with these three evils, these temptations, the seduction of lust, the corruption of greed, and the cancer that is worry. No, he encourages his disciples to look at the field to see evidence of the providence of God in full display. He points to the bird of the sky who neither sow nor reap nor gather store in barns, but are taken care of perfectly by the love of our Heavenly Father. He points at the lilies, the flowers of the field, and how beautifully arrayed they are, even though they did nothing to make themselves so beauty, and contrasts the beauty of the lilies of the field with the grandness and the grandeur of King Solomon, who was the most prosperous king in the history of the nation of Israel. And Jesus gives us these illustrations to refocus us on those things that are truly most important, which is that key verse that we read earlier today in verse 33. And this is one of the passages that I have highlighted in our journaling Bible in the red, the green, and the blue. I also, by the way, have verses 19 to 21, which talk about the treasure of God highlighted in the red, the green, and the blue. And that verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Jesus is reminding us that if we are focusing on the Lord and focusing on his kingdom, that we will see in him the provision for all of our needs, and that he will always be sufficient for us. The minute that we become distracted, the minute that we are seduced, the minute that we are corrupted, the minute that we give in to that cancer of worry, Satan is having a heyday with our mental health and well-being, and he is depriving us of the blessings that God has already given us for fear of that which may or may not ever come to pass. And this is nothing more than our current day experience of the temptation of Adam and Eve, who Satan lured successfully into giving up the righteousness and the life that they had been given for the drudgery of sin and temptation and death, because they also did not listen to the voice of the Heavenly Father and sought in the fruit of that forbidden tree the knowledge, the wisdom, and the likeness of God that they were actually giving up by partaking of that forbidden fruit. And so we as God's people being aware of these three evils, these three temptations, and seeking the kingdom of God and looking for his righteousness are encouraged with the blessing that comes from seeing the goodness and the grace and the mercy and the provision of God as we follow him in our humble way and as we seek the Lord's blessing in everything that we put our hearts, minds, and energy to do. So we conclude today's podcast with our blessing. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way is through the contact form on our website at familybiblejourney.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Our blessing for today. May you lay up for yourself treasures in heaven by seeking his kingdom and righteousness first in your life. Amen.